Live from London, this is the Sunday Brunch with Graham Collin on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. It is the Sunday Brunch with me, Graham Collum. It's an interesting one today. It's one that is, um, what's the word? It's a, it's a moment. It's my last one for a while. I'm sad to say, but I'm glad to be here. We're talking about the previous year, the year ahead, the ups, the downs. How have we been? How have you been? How are you handling school? We are live from London. This is the Sunday Brunch with Graham Collum on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Full disclosure, full disclosure. I am, as it's my last show for a while, I'm the kind of some part, OCD part of my mind needed to have a drink in my TTR, my Teachers Talk Radio mug today. So at the last minute, at about 10.58, I was at the coffee machine, rushing my, willing my coffee to, to come out and be in my Teachers Talk Radio mug. And here it is with me, but I was flying in by the seat of my pants, as is, I guess, the nature of, of teaching and uh, this time of year and everything. Look, it's good to be here. It's good to be here on the airwaves of Teachers Talk Radio. Thank you for joining me on your Sunday mornings or brunch times. You have those toasters, toast in and teas poured or coffees if you are anything like myself. Late again, Khalil says, of course, of course. Um, Khalil is saying late again, Graham, in reference to... so me and Khalil and Tom Rogers co-hosted a um, a segment over the Christmas holidays, and I can you know I I I think I'm going to suffer this for a long time, but I was somewhat late arriving, somewhat technically challenged. I'll take it, I'll take it as unjust as it may be. Um, yes, indeed. Here, but here I am. I think I was on time. One minute past eleven. One minute past eleven. Anyway. Glad to be here, guys. It's always my pleasure to be on the airwaves of Teachers Talk Radio and host your Sunday mornings as hopefully you wind down and enjoy some of your weekends. I hope you're all hearing me loud and clear. Um, Technically, it's a bit of an interesting one today because for the first time, you know, why not risk it on the last on my last show for a while? Um, I'm, I'm broadcasting from a new laptop today, new laptop, new Windows setup knew everything so um hopefully if you can hear me crisp and clear i'm not sounding too patchy let me know um because you know i pride myself on having a clear voice on these airwaves today we are (laughs) galil says teacher talk radio is paying me too much indeed something like that something like (laughs) the boat is on its way uh, Tim says loud and clear. Thank you, Tim. Good to hear and good to have you in the room as well. Hoping my signal holds up. Me too. And Tom is having a good time. He's just crying, laughing. All, all he's just repeatedly every five minutes crying, laughing. I'd love to see him at home. He's just weeping on the sofa while <laughs> and again and again. Um, look, it's a pleasure. I'm glad to have lots of you in. Paul Hamilton, thank you for being here. Khalil, thank you for being here. Tim, thank you for being here. Ella, thank you for being here. And Tom Rogers, of course, thank you for being here. Um, yes, today I should let you all know it's my last show for a while, I'm sad to say. Um, got busy times, busy times going on in my life at the moment. We have, um, we're moving house. We got a baby due 
in a month and the last baby came three weeks early so we're if this one's anything like it we're going to be it could be soon soon we got another baby running around well not running around crying around pooing around the place who knows um but that's going on we're moving house i'm also moving job so i'm taking a uh, a temporary leave from Teachers Talk Radio for a while. Expect me back in the summer or in September when I'm starting to come back to the world of the living after losing all possible sleep for a few months of my life. And that's okay. That's a, um, and I'm fortunate and blessed to be, to be losing that sleep. So I'll take it for what it is. And um, look, I tell you what, I opened this show without my traditional opening. So I'm going to redo it um, because I missed the tune and it just doesn't feel right without the tune. So here it is for all my listen, for all you listeners, all Teachers Talk Radio listeners, whoever you are. Live from London, this is the Sunday Brunch with Graham Collin on Teachers Talk Radio. Ah, and that feels a bit more like normal. I feel like I've, I've warmed up now, I've warmed up. Yes, um, Teacher Talk Radio, you are listening live to Graham Column on the Sunday Brunch. And today we are talking about the year that's been, the year that we have ahead. And also we're going to be talking a little bit about time off and how it is. Because it's, I'm taking some time off, so I thought I'd speak to you about your time off. Do you feel all right having time off? As a teacher, we are live from London. This is the Sunday Brunch with Graham Column on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Yes, indeed, yes. A lovely sip of coffee from my Teachers Talk Radio mug in my little cupboard under the stairs broadcasting to you all today. I hope you've had an all right return to school, guys. I hope that the return has been all right for you. We're only a few days in. Um, but look, I thought I'd start with a little bit of teacher cliche bingo for us all to reflect on ourselves. Have you said at this point, you've only been back a few days, lads. Have you already said, feels like I've been back weeks? Or, or did you say the Christmas holidays are a distant memory? You get two on your bingo card straight away if you've said those two. Um, or holidays, what are they? If you said that, we're only a few days in, lads. If you're saying that, you need to slow yourself down. You need to wind it down. Um, but the teacher cliches, I'm guilty of all three of those. I'm, I'm, I, maybe I'm awkward when I'm talking to my colleagues. I just have to fill it with the, I'd say the same thing every year, after every holiday. Feels like I've been back weeks. Um, but it does, of course, of course. Um, how, is it, how are you holding up in your schools when it comes to year group partners and absences and things like that? That's what I'm going to be talking about a little bit later on on the show about, um, you know, in, in my own school at the moment, most year groups are half down. Right. So we have two, two form entry, two classes in every year group. And in most year groups, um, one of the teachers are out. Um, I don't think we have any where both are out, but. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I find it weird that there's not really much accounting for for that. No one's really saying, all right, guys, we're going to need to shift our expectations. We're going to need to shift our outcomes for the year. We're going to need to slow things down or simplify things. It's just a little bit. We're all just trying to survive, even though, um, you know, we got it's like we're trying to run our cars as we usually run them. But we only have half an engine. 
right? We're driving down the M25, trying to keep it at 70, but half the engine's gone. It's crazy. I don't know how engines work, but <laughs> but I'm sure that's a that's a viable metaphor. Sure. Um, yeah. So I, I'm going to be talking about that a little bit about uh, you know absences at the moment, but also about absences. I'm I'm going to be heading off on paternity leave soon. I know that people get moving days when they move house and things like that. How do those usually work for you? I wonder. Do you uh, do you manage to just go? And leave your school to manage your absence? Do you have to plan for your absence while you're away, even if it's as simple as a single moving day or for paternity leave when really your energy should be elsewhere? Have you found yourself working through that time and needing to plan for, for teachers while you're away? I'm not quite sure where I sit on it, really, where what I think is right and wrong, because, of course, you want the kids to have continued learning. But on the same front, your more important things at that time, paternity leave and maternity leave is supposed to be leave. Um, and so when you're off, you're off and there should be a line drawn. Uh, tricky one, though, tricky one to, to put myself on the side of the fence. I wonder how you guys feel about things like that, taking leave from work. Um, even at the moment with all the COVID absences, um, are your colleagues, if absent with COVID, are they still planning? Are they putting things up on Google Classroom? Are they still communicating? You know, I have some experience where they are, but I feel really bad about it. I feel like they shouldn't be. And if they're off with COVID testing positive, even if they don't feel too bad physically, which is what they're saying, um, I feel like, you know, they should be resting. They they are still handling that virus and their body is still processing the virus and they're allowed that time off. So it's a tricky one. I, I'm putting that one out to you guys today. How do you think absences in school should work? Should it be a clean cut? As soon as you're absent, you're absent. And the school deals with that as they need to. Responsible leaders taking it on the, you know, taking the brunt of it as as is kind of the, the expectation on them. Or should you, when you're absent, when you're not in, is there a responsibility on you still to plan and be involved with the learning process um, or or not, or not. And that's something we're going to be talking about later on as the show goes on. A large chunk of the show, I want to look back on the previous year. Of course, this is my first show of the new year. Um, my last one, I think, was something like the 17th of um, December. So it's been Christmas. It's been New Year since then. I thought I'd have a little look back over 2021. Um, long may it... Um, rest long may it rest r.i.p um go go 2021 i it's it's in the past and then look forward also to the year ahead um the year past has been pretty pretty wild thinking about teachers talk radio this time last year i don't know if i even knew what teachers talk radio was i think i did actually i think tom rogers called me during the christmas holiday might be the the, the the February half term, but um, I have very little knowledge. And now, you know, it's a staple of my life. It's a regular part of everything I'm doing. Um, it's been a wild year for Teachers Talk Radio to begin, to grow. I'm going to be talking about my favourite bits from over the year, um, some great throwbacks on there. And of course, to end 2021, we had a 24-hour marathon broadcast on Twitter Spaces um, in which you know, hosts handed off to each other every two hours, um, switched hosts um, raising money for bowel cancer in the name of our wonderful, wonderful co-host, Matt Williams, who hosted, he's one of the original hosts way back in February 2021. Um, brilliant, brilliant Saturday morning host, always was a part of my Saturday mornings at the time. And so we did a 24-hour marathon on Twitter and we did it. We did the whole thing. <laughs> Not that I helped very much. I clocked in about half an hour after the start of my midnight um, starting point. I was there. All right. I was there. I was ready to go. The technology failed me. I'm blaming. No, I'm not blaming tech. A poor leader blames their tools. That's what I tell my kids all the time. 
bad workman blames blames their tools. Um, so I, I shall take responsibility somewhat for my abandonment at that time. Um, so anyway, blame me. Tom, Tom, Tom is always a good one to blame. Yes, I blame you, Tom. I blame you. Um, yes, I do have in the new year, in the in the what's the word in the nature of starting the new year, new starts, all that good stuff. I'm not a big one for buying into new year, new me, you know, for I'm a little bit of a you know, it's in it, January 1st is just another day. And if you're going to enact change in your life, don't wait for January the 1st. That seems like an odd way to do it. Um, however, in that nature, I was asked a question um, on the new year turn when, when it when it turned, we were spending it with a friend of ours. And I was asked a question. Weirdly, that friend has just logged in. That second I mentioned spending new year with a friend, she's logged in instantly just then. Helen Van Riel is in the room. Wonderful to have you, Helen. Hope you're doing well back in the States now. But we were lucky enough to spend New Year's together. Um, yes, literally, you're, uh, you just mentioned you and she says her ears must have been burning. Absolutely. Um, good to have you in. She Anyway, when we were celebrating New Year's together, she um, raised a question, which I thought was a really, really good question to put out to Teachers Talk Radio this morning to all of you listeners in the room. we got Nathan in the room. we got Helen in the room, Ella, Seema, Paul, all you wonderful guys. I have a question for you. Um, and the question is, as we go into the new year, if you were to have one word to summarize your intention for the year ahead, what would that one word be? One word to summarize your intention. So it could be like an adjective or a verb to say what you hope to do or thinking about your goals ahead or or just how you hope for the year to be. Maybe you want it to be, you know, undramatic and, you know, simple might be your one word because um, you might want to cut off all the rubbish from the year. You want to cut out the noise of life. Maybe it's about, you know, being brave. Um, bravery might be your word because you might want to break into new areas or try something different or shift, you know, your whole life around. And that's what I'm throwing out to you today is what's your word? What's your intention for the year ahead? I'd love to hear from different teachers and where your minds are at right now and what you're hoping to get from your years ahead. And like I say, it doesn't have to be overblown. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It may well be just to manage, maybe manage will be your word. Um, but I, it's an interesting question I'm, I'm throwing out to you today. I hope it's an interesting question anyway. I loved that chat over the new year. I'll share you, I'll share my word with you guys soon enough. Um, but I'm going to leave that one to sit in your minds for a little moment and you guys can think through what your intention, what your word will be for 2022. Um, and that's not 2020 T-O-O, as in, you know, it, it's back. And um, thank God. We it's 2020 and then the number two. So enjoy that one. Paul Hamilton in the comments, he says, I've always felt that leave for teachers. Right. So we talked about leave and how, um, you know, the tricky debate about whether teachers should work and be accountable for their for the learning in their classroom when it comes to leave that they are entitled to. And this is Paul's take on it. I've always felt that leave for teachers can be unfairly stressful at times. I totally agree, Paul. In some circumstances, he says, having to arrange cover work at the 11th hour and of course it being very difficult to escape from work because of all school related apps on your phone not to mention the mess of your classroom when you return so so true paul um there's so many elements there and i have to say you know often sometimes when i have a morning out or when i know i have a day coming up that for whatever reason might have an appointment or some kind of an operation or maybe there's some family member who needs me to be somewhere um for a day often the day before i'm in later 
than I would have been if I was teaching. And it's more stressful and setting everything up. And then like you say, when you come back afterwards, things are moved around. You got coffee cups in your sink. I wave my fist at the people who leave coffee cups in your class. Don't do it. Don't do it. If you're in someone else's class, take your dang coffee cup, people. All right. (laughs) That's that's one of my proper. Can you hear it in my voice? It's a proper pet peeve, that one. Um, Take your mess and get it out of my class. Um, yes, there is so many elements. It ends up being more work when you're off, which seems so backwards. And it doesn't have to be that way, does it? Surely we could, we could just kind of have the time off, leave a couple of basic, leave the plans out, and then they can check in with your co-teachers, check in with the year group leader, check in with, I don't know, maybe just do the teacher thing. I feel like with plans, and now as an experienced teacher, and, and there is an element of needing to be experienced. You, oh, you couldn't expect the same if it was NQT, surely, if it was somebody just starting out. But you could kind of, you know, I'm a year six teacher and I have been for the last five or six, six years. But I feel like tomorrow, if needed, I could go into year three class. You could give me the plans and figure out, you know, and I could kind of wing it and figure it out through the morning. And the same with maths, you know, you can grab the appropriate textbooks and go to it, you know, and just adapt to the age range that you're teaching. And I feel like across, you know, if you're unexpectedly covering a class or like supply where you're flying into a class um, at the last minute, at the 11th hour, as Paul said, um, I feel like most of us, maybe we shouldn't have to make such a fuss when we're off. I feel like most of us could, you know, make a good job of teaching. I'm not saying wing it in a poor sense and the quality be down. Obviously, the quality will be somewhat down because you won't have the established relationships with the kids and you won't know every child in detail and what their goals are. But that's going to be the case no matter what the prep is. And the other element when I, and I know this when I'm prepping a class and I have time off coming up, all the notes you write the evening before and all the little post-its and all the little reminders for your cover, whoever the cover teacher might be, they're not all read, are they? They're not all taken on. They're not, it's not like the teacher holds that as a Bible through their morning and, oh, I must remember everything. The teacher probably comes in and, again, takes the main learning intentions, takes the main page from textbooks or whatever, and goes, right, off I go, and probably forgets the rest of it. So how much of our own time are we wasting when we're planning for other teachers? Um, it's something to think about, something to think about. I think that that's definitely going to be something we're going to move into as the, as the, um, as the show goes on. This is my last show. I should, in case you're just tuning in, it's my last show for a while, for a while. I am not going all together. I shouldn't over dramatize it, but, um, I'm, I'm, what can I say? Going on sabbatical, not going on sabbatical. Um, but I'm taking some leave for a time, which is why we're talking about taking leave on the show today. Um, I'm going off to move house to to have a have a kid next month hopefully all going well and um to shift job as well um so we got a lot going on over here in romford a lot shifting over and when i'm next on the airwaves i'll be broadcasting from colchester hopefully all going to plan that's if all goes to plan who knows maybe i'll be back in a month and everything will have been awful and uh, who knows who knows who knows um but we will we'll see as time goes on i look forward to being back on in the summer or in september and catching up with you all hopefully on the sunday brunch can i can i keep the sunday brunch booked out no i know i can't but we'll see we'll see i feel so right on it in the sunday brunch it feels so you know my slot um thank you thank you seema and helen for the positive vibes in the comments 
So, um, a little bit of a little bit of an overview of today. We're talking about the year that has been, um, the year that is ahead, and we're talking about absence. We're talking about when we are away from the class. Um, who who should that responsibility fall on? How do you handle time away from the class? While looking at the year ahead, my question throughout the show is: What is your word for your year ahead? What is your word that would summarise your intention? for the year ahead. I want to hear where your heads are at as you head into the new years. Maybe survive is your word. Maybe cope, you know, and that would be totally fair um, if you're a teacher at the moment going through all the craziness that we are going through. That would be cool. Ella says, survive is mine. Ah, well, there we are straight away. I, I would say that may well be for many of us. Survive. And that's it's not good, is it? It's not a good review of where we're at at the moment in the profession. If, if so many of us would choose that as our word for the year, survive or survival. Um, but I, I bet there would be a, a whole load of people who, who would go with that. Seema says, yes, this is your slot. We'll get supply in. <laughs> Do I have to plan every week for the supply radio host? Because um, I think I've made my my thoughts on that clear already. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I won't moan if if there's. I fully understand if somebody is in this slot. I will adjust professionally where, without waving my fist at anyone. Um, thank you, thank you though for your lovely interactions. And Ella, survival is your word. Ella and Seema, by the way, who are in the comments right now, lovely interaction from you. Lovely to have you here on a Sunday morning. And um, they were on the twenty-four hour marathon. Regular listeners, regular super support, actually for for Teachers Talk Radio. They are they are secretly behind the scenes. They they manage a lot. Don't forget to follow Seema on Twitter, guys. Seema is on Twitter. She requires. Um, followers and she is new so she is commenting on the shows right now we love Seema and Ella but um do follow them on Twitter <laughs> I remember saying that on the 24-hour Teachers Talk Radio Marathon that following Seema is going to be my regular plug on here Khalil if you are still listening don't forget to plug following Seema on your show you know what I don't know your handle Seema at Seema Teachers Talk Radio <laughs> no idea <laughs> drop your handle Seema um oh S Dev chat. Oh, S D E V C H. Good. That's the that's the follow handle for Seema. So get her followed, people. She is the centre of Twitter. Forget Elon Musk. Forget Donald Trump. Forget. I don't think he's even on there anymore. Forget the others. Hashtag follow Seema. And um, Khalil says absolutely right. Gnome's in the room. Thank you, Gnome, for being here. Lovely to have you in the room. Um, regular and valued contributor to Teachers Talk Radio. Great to have you here. Uh, she just needs to tweet. Khalil says Seema just needs to tweet that she wants to get to a thousand followers. That's it. We're all going to retweet it. We are one hundred percent team Seema over here. Um, who knew? Who knew that on my last show we would be talking about Seema this much? Maybe this should be the main topic. Seema on Twitter. Um, share your thoughts, people. This is Teacher Talk Radio. What I haven't said yet is you can call in if you like. Um, any of the things we're talking about, your word for the year ahead, what you think about teacher absences, um, what you think about the year gone or the year that's coming up, all of that is to be discussed. And so you can drop comments live on the Podbean app, which I can read out and interact with you on the show. Or you can call in. I love to hear the voices of the listeners of Teachers Talk Radio, whether it's Noam, KK, Tim, Helen Van Riel, Tom Rogers, Seema, Ella, or Khalil, or any of the other wonderful, wonderful listeners here this morning. Um, you can hit the round grey icon on the Podbean app and call in live to drop your thoughts. So let's talk about the year that's been, the year that's been. What a year. Listen, one important thing about the year that has been is at the moment with all the COVID stuff still going on, all the absences and the stress, some of us feel like we haven't moved on that much. We think 
you know, last year we were all worried about COVID and stressing about COVID. This year we're worried about COVID and stressing about COVID. Let me just plant a little flag in the ground and say, this time last year, we were in that second lockdown. We were in that kind of the intense lockdown because we were all working much more in a focused and organized way. And our kids were regularly online and, you know, it was a better version of the lockdown. But just remember that, that that was, you know, we're not in a lockdown right now. We are in the classrooms. We are interacting with kind of learning is continuing somewhat normally. I know there are absences. I know our year group partners and things like that are away and unwell. But um, I'm grateful that we are not doing home learning. I'm grateful that I'm not filming myself every day rambling onto to a camera from home. I'm glad I can sit in the classroom. And that for me um, makes me feel like there has been some progress. Another difference from this time last year, or actually I'm a few days out of date from a, a few days um, before this day last year, Donald Trump was president this time last year, or almost this time last year, up to the 6th of January, Donald Trump was president. And the fact that he isn't now warms my cockles. <laughs> it warms my heart. And I am super, you know, that again, to think that this time last year, almost, you know, give or take three days, um, Donald Trump was president, and we were doing home learning, um, you know, during a lockdown, we're doing okay, we are on the right track, surely, hopefully, we can just keep on the right track. That's always the real challenge. Um, but those two things to start off last year were massively different to what they were now. And then, of course, February last year, what's the most important thing that happened in February last year? Drop your thoughts. February 2021, the most important thing that happened. Uh, I know what's the most important thing in the world that happened in February last year. We talked about, so Donald Trump, he got out in January, thank God, it, at two a terrible you know, the soundtrack of his leaving the White House was pretty much the worst thing that could happen. Nathan says his birthday was the best thing that happened in February 2021. It could be. I, I wasn't there. I don't know. Knowing Nathan, I reckon you'd, you know, you'd hold a pretty, pretty good birthday. Um, so maybe you were partying hard to some degree. Um, could be. Could be Nathan's birthday. That wasn't what I had lined up. February 2021, best thing that ever happened. Come on, Tom Rogers. You should know. You should know what I'm going to say in answer to this. Best thing in 2021, February 2021. Teachers Talk Radio started the birthing of this wonderful platform that, you know, now has really grown into, uh, uh, you know, a baby behemoth. Be behemoth? 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 What's the word? I always say behemoth, but I think it's behemoth. A baby monster. Um, yes, Teachers Talk Radio now has more than 300,000 downloads on the Podbean um, platform and more than 10,000 followers on Twitter. We've do hosted a 24-hour marathon and raised over a £1,000 um, in the name of Matt Williams for bowel cancer. Teachers Talk Radio in February last year began, and here we are now, um, you know, with regular listeners, with Gnome and all these KKs in the room, and Tim's in the room. We've got, you know, really, really wonderful listenership. And um, I always remember that first show with Tom Rogers kind of sound affecting his way through, um, you know, it was pretty awkward. It was, he, he wasn't on his best form, probably hadn't shaven, knowing him. Um, he says, oh, Tom says that now we've had more than 350,000 downloads. That's exciting, isn't it? Um, KK says, yeah, keep on keeping up, bro. Thank you, KK. Um, Tim was my first caller. Yes, indeed. 
and still one of my you know I always look forward to Tim being in the room and um, and Tim you know over the year you've you've kind of become a part of the Teachers Talk Radio machine support and wonderful contributor so thank you thank you for being along on this ride yes I remember that call though and it was wonderful thank you for doing that um I always love the cause and actually that's another throwback for me was back in the early days um I remember some of the so first hosts in my mind was like Tom Mal and Matt Williams those were when I thought about the first few shows I listened to Tom Mal and Matt and I listened to them all on the regular and it was it was really lovely um starting um Tom says you terrible man I was proud of that disaster so you should be proud look it will start somewhere you did it you were there for the hour the hour and a half um and and all the rest came from that if you didn't do that it might never have grown at all so look as much as I mock your lack of shaving um you know it, it's great it's great so Khalil has just commented he says I remember my first show I didn't know how to use the intro jingle so I just stayed silent throughout the low volume bit I think a lot of us did that actually on first shows there was just this long silence of like I don't know what we were expecting the listeners to do during that time but just get excited I guess just like here I am just sit in silence be ready um, but I always remember as one of my favorite starting points on Teachers Talk Radio was on Khalil's first show where he had a caller. And um, and I remember listening and the caller was not a teacher, not really related to the to the topic, didn't really have much of a thought on it. But Khalil, Khalil brought him in, you know, where, where there was a caller that if that if it was me, I might have panicked a little bit. I might have been. All right. Thank you. You know, cut disconnected the call. Khalil hosted that call like a pro. And this was early days. This was before we had the standard set for what we do with random calls. Now, random calls are, are a feature, you know, a joy of Teachers Talk Radio. Um, but Khalil, I remember, I think it might have been somebody who was once a caretaker or somebody who was, I don't know. It was, a, it, But anyway, Khalil was an absolute gentleman and hosted this call, had the conversation. By the end of it, he'd gotten some interesting and relevant comments out of this guy. And for me, that moment, Khalil, you know, you'd never know the impact you have on other people. When listening to Khalil on that show, my wife was listening as well. And she was like, what a nice guy and what a good, good example of hand, handling a tricky call. Uh, and for me, there was something in that moment that I thought, teachers talk radio, like, this is cool that people are calling in people who aren't even teachers are calling in and getting into the discussion and sharing their opinions and all having this kind of platform to to get involved in the conversations for what they were um let's have a look Seema says you then mastered the timings Khalil of course as we observed on the 24-hour marathon um Khalil was very good at his intros um I remember that was he called Albert or something that was Black City Khalil says well it was a pleasure to listen to if I if I should have I would love to hear that call again because it was a wonderful, wonderful moment in the early days. It must have been March or something. It's very early days of Teachers Talk Radio. Um, Khalil encouraged me to call. And to, yes, I remember that, Gnome. So Gnome is in the comments on the Podbean app. If you want to comment, you can drop comments live on the Podbean app or call in live on any Teachers Talk Radio show. But Gnome has just said Khalil encouraged me to call in for the first time. He's really persuasive. I remember that, Gnome. I remember you were dropping comments and Khalil was encouraging you to call. I was a listener um, for that show. And, and again, Khalil, gent, you absolute gent. Following me today from one o'clock. Hold on, let me get it right. Yes, it is from one o'clock. Khalil has his show and it's again lining up to be a brilliant one all about that pastoral side of um of the teacher role and um 
all that good stuff. Let's have a look. Okay, guys, let's move on from me, please. Khalil says, back to you in the studio, Graham. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I, I just had to say it was one of those little highlights. Other highlights from the year, Teacher Talk Radio, cast your mind back. So we've had a lot of hosts over the year. Um, a lot of different people have set up, and now we have an amazing time schedule of all these different hosts who all bring different things. We had one for a while um, called Karina. And she was an absolute delight. And I have to say, she was on for a little for a little while, maybe maybe a month, two months. Um, and Karina, I tell you what, every show was just wild, <laughs> just totally wild. Like it was unpredictable. She played a glockenspiel live to for her jingles. You know, she thought, forget playing jingles, forget technology. I'm going to hit the keys of this glockenspiel. Um, and and she had a cooking segment. With with somebody called Mr. Whippy, Mr. Whippy, and it, he didn't make ice creams. <laughs> David Whippy. These were joys of my year, and you know, so Karina was here for a while. Cooking segment with David Whippy, known to me. Every time I heard that name, she would always say David Whippy, but in my head, I'm thinking Mr. Whippy. It's Mr. Whippy who makes ice creams. But um, that was another joy over the year of Teachers Talk Radio. And um, she went on to go on, I think, The Chase. She was on TV, winning money for all kinds of things. Go, Karina. I wish you every joy um, as you go on, on in the world. And, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll get her back on Teachers Talk Radio sometime. Um, yes. And so that the, the year has been pretty wild. And so here we are as we head, as we begin into 2022. Who knows what we'll be saying this time next year? That's what I wonder. So I wonder, will Karina be the president of or the prime minister? You know, Boris could go. So I reckon there's there's room there. Just bring your glockenspiel, please, because she was she was an absolute delight. I loved her. Um, let's have a little look. What else has been going on over the previous year? We talked about. So, of course, the vaccines have come out. A lot of us are now double, triple vaxxed, hopefully. And there is a bit of a frustration now, isn't there, with um with the state of things, because a lot of people, like some of our fellow teachers who have caught COVID, they're not really that ill with it. And a lot of people who are testing positive, they have it, but they're not too ill. And so there's that question of getting back to normal and the world coming back to normal. I've just realized I've been rambling on for more than 30 minutes, guys. Better take a break. Better take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the year ahead. We'll talk about absences and um, and crack on, crack on with the rest of the show. Um, let's have a little look here. Enjoy some a little bit of a word from our sponsors. Then we're going to have some news. We might even have some two-minute tech from Steve Woods. Let's see. Speak to you all very soon after this short break. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Colin's Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk. Teachers Talk Radio is delighted to support Winston's Wish, the UK's childhood bereavement charity. Winston's Wish supports children and their families after the death of a parent or sibling. They provide emotional and practical bereavement support. Expert teams also provide online resources, specialist publications and training for professionals. 
Find out more about Winston's Wish and pledge your support at www.winstonswish.org. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. Following extensive research into the importance of the early years, Oxford University has involved nearly 4,000 children from across the UK in three specially developed science lessons. The aim of the lessons is to educate pupils about brain development during early childhood. The SCENE project, Secondary Education Around Early Neurodevelopment, is part of a drive to increase public understanding of how early experiences can shape the adults we become. Dr Elizabeth Rapper, Senior Scientist at University of Oxford, comments on the university website, in the same way that we teach children about the risks of smoking or poor diet, children also need to know about why experiences in our early childhood years are so important for later health. Just one in four adults recognise the importance of the first five years of life for providing lifelong health and happiness. The lessons taught the neuroscience of brain development and what that means in terms of how a child grows and develops, as well as focusing on specifics such as how a caregiver should speak to a baby to promote their language development. Schools in some regions are once again facing closure although this time it's the weather rather than the pandemic that is to blame. ITV News reports that snow and ice led to the full or partial closure of schools across Yorkshire. The closures were largely due to staffing issues as many staff struggled to get into school after yellow weather warnings for snow and ice were issued. The cold weather also prompted an article in the Metro focusing on the temperature inside schools as many try to increase ventilation to mitigate the transmission of coronavirus. The article reminds readers that there is no minimum temperature recommended for schools in current legislation, but that schools should follow all health and safety guidance to ensure pupils and staff are kept safe. On the official government website.gov.uk, the Education Hub features a story from University's Minister Michelle Donnellan. The piece entitled What I Wish I Knew About Uni Before I Started offers the Minister's top tips around topics such as UCAS deadlines, maintaining your mental health during both the application process and starting a course, and advice about funding and the Turing scheme, which replaced the Erasmus scheme. The website also includes a link to the video recording of the interview. In further higher education news, the Nigerian Tribune reports on a regional conference which is investigating the impact of private universities on public universities in Africa. The event was held at Babcock University and has the support of the University of Texas at Austin and the Carnegie Corporation of New York. Professor Toyin Falola, conference leader, stated we are studying five countries, Ghana, Nigeria, Uganda, Kenya and South Africa. The conference aims to focus on developing the knowledge economy and how it can be improved. The project intends to assess the performance of private universities and understand the impact they are having on public universities in driving up standards, increasing student recruitment and improving the range of courses on offer in all institutions. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. 
Happy New Year! This is the first in a short series on the New Year's resolution a lot of us make and the effect tech can have on it. Can technology really help us get fit and healthy? According to the Fitness Industry Association, around 80% of people who sign up to a gym in January stop going in February. Can technology provide a free alternative? Now, before I start, I need to throw down a disclaimer here. I am assuming you already have a mobile device that is capable of running apps, therefore the cost of the device is written off, and I take no responsibility for any pain, both physical and or mental that you will inflict on yourself. You are responsible for your own scaling and moderation. That being said, there are thousands of free fitness apps out there. The first barrier for teachers is time. School Week have reported one in four teachers working over 60 hours a week, so in a 12-hour day, where do you fit a workout in? If the gym's out of the question, what are the other alternatives that are time flexible? Let's start with some totally free options. YouTube is full of fitness videos and challenges from sit-ups and press-ups to squats and chin-ups. A more extreme example is Athlean X. This channel is dedicated to workouts with pro trainer Jeff Cavalier. Some claiming to make a difference in just seven minutes a day. This may seem crazy, but seven minutes is a lot more than nothing and adds up to more than three quarters of an hour per week. If you're more of a social media motivated person, how about one of the many fitness tracking apps for walking, running or cycling? Most have a free basic package and in-app purchases for additional features. If I use Strava as an example, a free basic package allows you to track your exercise, join friends, set challenges and meet people around the globe with similar interests. My only word of warning would be to ensure you consider your profile settings to keep yourself safe. Hiding the start and end of a walk, run or ride, for example, will stop your home being shown on a map. For most people pushed for time, this will be where you start and end your exercise. Also, if you exercise regularly at the same time, this could be showing the world where you're likely to be or when your house is empty. For those who want to start softly and just be a bit more active, a less intensive option may be having a step counting app. Again, there are lots of different apps out there. My example is Sweatcoin, a free app that allows you to earn Sweatcoins, a form of digital currency that can be traded in the Sweatcoin store for discount codes, vouchers, and even given to good causes. This is a simple app and can run in the background, so you don't even need to remember to switch it on. Finally, calorie counter apps are a great way to look at what is actually going on in your body in the first place. On apps like MyFitnessPal, you can log your weight, calorie consumption, calorie output, and also have the ability to sync this with other fitness apps, so you don't need to log your exercise twice. As long as you're honest and log all of those glasses of Prosecco, not just the first, you're rewarded with detailed feedback on not only your calorie intake and output, but where those calories came from. Whatever you choose to do for the new you in the new year, why not do a bit of looking around and see what you can pick up for free first? I'll leave you with one of my favourite sayings, anyone can do nothing. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2021 Twitter feed. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. I think we need, we need a version of Two Minute Tech when um, Steve does it without any edits. You know, he just has to speak at that speed and with that level of information in one take. One take tech. One take two minute tech with Steve Woods. Live from London. This is the Sunday Brunch with Graham Collin on Teachers Talk Radio. Yes, it is. If you are on Twitter, I have just posted a picture of me in my little booth broadcasting here today on the last show for a while, for a while. I'll be back at some point soon. Um, we are talking about the year that's been, the year that's ahead, and absences in school. How are you handling them? How does your school handle them? Are you handling them? We are live from London. 
This is the Sunday Brunch with Graham Collin on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Yes, a question I'm running through this show throughout the morning um, or afternoon, depending on how you look at it. We're coming up to the afternoon. Um, I'm asking you, if you had one word to summarize your intention for the year ahead, what would it be? What do you hope to get out of this year? What energy do you want to bring into this year? That is a question I'm asking to you. Ella has always dro- has already dropped in that her word would be survive which is perhaps reflective of how many of us feel right now. Um, What would your word be to summarize your intention for the year ahead? My one, after some thought, my word was shift. Shift, as in intentionally changing for for the sake of improvement. That was what I was hoping to have behind that word shift rather than just change, you know, for the sake of change. The idea with shift is that we're like shifting a gear. We're upping things. Things are getting better. Things are, are improving. I'm shifting into a better lane in my life, hopefully this year. As stated, it's one of my last, well, it is my last show for a while today. Um, we have a little kid on the way, little boy on the way, due in just under a month. And we are moving house. We're going from Romford to Colchester and um, I'm shifting job. So the job shift is really what I'm thinking about. I want it to shift in a way that improves and frees up some space that maybe I haven't had previously and um, is is kind of a good shift in life. But we will see. We'll see. That's something I'm going to be tracking as the year goes on and and you know when I'm back in in the summer or in September I'll let you all know where I'm at who knows where we'll be maybe I'll be an an astronaut I'll be one of those like Elon Musk and you know Jeff Bezos I'll be on my way to the moon Um, that was another thing in the previous year that's gone on we've had the billionaire space race which was a bit bizarre um which was, you know, I, I think they should just go to the moon and stay there, to be honest. Did anybody see Don't Look Up? That's a new film on Netflix, which um, kind of apes the elements of those big tech leads in some quite fun ways. And, and the whole Donald Trump era is, is kind of played with quite nicely in that movie. So I recommend that if you want a bit, a bit of a laugh and a bit of a kind of a depressing laugh. It's a, one of those self-aware commentaries on life, which is hilarious, but sad as well. A bit like The Office. You know, when you watch The Office with David Brent and you think it's hilarious, but it's really quite tragic as well. Um, Similar vibe, I would say, with Don't Look Up. Let's have a look. Nathan says, does the new house have a cupboard under the stairs? You know, it doesn't. It doesn't. So I'm having to rethink my recording space studio situation. I'll let you know. I'll let you know how it goes on. I'm sure there'll be pictures and, you know, not blogs, but pictures and tweets as I go and figure out what I'm going to do. Other things over the last year on the topic of the billionaire space race, lockdown TV. During the lockdown phases, there's certain shows that have come up and be watched. Obviously, two years ago, Tiger King was the big one that when we were on lockdown, most of us watched Tiger King and it kind of took. It's one of those shows that probably wouldn't have taken so much of the zeitgeist if if we weren't all on lockdown. One that myself and the wife have been watching in recent weeks and and during lockdowns um, was is Below Deck. Anybody seen that? This is wild. A a show about people on yachts who go on yachts for like a day, right? So people book out a yacht for like 24 hours, but it costs them £200,000 and they tip like £20,000. And the more I think on that, it just blows my little mind. And I'm thinking these 
these people are spending on one. This is on kind of on the back end of the topic about the billionaire space race. I'm thinking these people are on a day's holiday. They're spending a house amount. Like you could buy a house for that up up north. <laughs> um, you know, I, it's bizarre. But anyway, that's that's been some other stuff that's been going on over the last year. If you've been watching Below Deck, good times. I feel like everyone I speak to, whenever I say to someone, oh, I've been watching the show, they're like, oh, my God, I've been watching it as well. So it's a big thing. Anyway, the Olympics happened last year. That was something quite nice to take our minds off all the all the other, uh, you know, it felt a bit normal in the summer, which was good. Helen Van Riel says Below Deck is a hidden gem. It is indeed. And um yeah, and and there was stocks craziness over the last year. Maybe some of you guys made a made a mint off putting your stocks on GameStop or on um, some cryptocurrency or something. You know, those all went pretty wild over the last year. It's been a pretty wild year, really. Although in some ways it seems like not much has happened. In other ways, it seems like a totally wild year. That is the year that was the year. I like to think of it as a bit of a year of Teacher Talk Radio because for me it was a big year for that to come up and become. And this amazing platform, Tom Rogers, who is the man behind Teachers Talk Radio, um, he was on the BBC last year. He's on the BBC talking about Teachers Talk Radio, um, which was pretty wild. Mal, who's a fellow host, moved to Spain. Um, you like we say, we raised a thousand, more than a thousand pounds for bowel cancer in the name of Matt Williams, um, who's a fellow host and legend of Teachers Talk Radio. Um, it was a pretty wild year, but I'm moving on from 2021 now. Moving on, we need to leave it behind, and, and I'm not too sad to leave it behind. And I'm always glad to look forward into the future. So my question to you is: What's your word for the year ahead? What is your word to summarise your intention? If you're in the room, Beatrice has just joined us. Good to have you in the room, Beatrice. I'm asking about the year ahead that we have. A bit of a, a deep, potentially deep question is: What word would summarise your intention? for the year ahead or the energy you're bringing for the year ahead. Tim is in the room. Miss H is in the room. Helen Van Reel's in the room. Um, Gnome, Seema, Tom Rogers, all here. And um, great to have you all here. What would be your word for the year? I know from Ella, hers would be survive. And I wonder if you have the same word, you can drop that too. I'd be interested if a bunch of you all had survive as your word. That would be interesting. Mine was shift. Uh, mine was shift because I want things to shift to a better place as this year goes on. And that's very much, you know, not just change for the sake of change, but a kind of controlled shift where I intentionally move for things to be better. Let's have a look. Miss H says balance. Love that. Balance, such an important word, especially in this profession. Balance. Yeah, I think that's one we could all actually kind of carry with us and aspire to. But it's a nice one to have as your main word and maybe to really focus on and think, right, I need to get this down. You know, I need to get this down. I think we, we, I, I could actually, yeah, steal from that. I, th- I wonder if last year my word might have been balance. Um, if I was asked 2021 or if I was to retrospectively have a word for 2021, maybe balance would be one for that one. Um, yeah, interesting. Because there is a cost, I think, sometimes. I feel like where I did balance my life, um, it, you know, there's a cost to that in the workplace sometimes because people don't always appreciate your balance in your life. But good word, Miss H. Thank you for dropping it in. Tom Rogers failed the um, assignment straight away. He's a stay alive. It's two words, Tom. So I think I think you mean survive. I think that would be survive again. Just I'll edit that one for you, Tom. I marked that one just so you know. Um, the comment would be must try harder. Beatrice says consistency. Beatrice says consistency is her word. Mm, that's a big one. That's a hard one. I kind of feel like that's a, your, your, what's the word? You're kind of setting a big challenge for yourself to be consistent. Cause I, yeah, I totally get to aspire to it. Hard thing to reach consistency because the world, it's one of those things in the world in general, 
It's just something that's not very common, consistency, but we do want it to be. Nice word, Beatrice. Thanks for dropping it in the comments. And please keep those coming as the show goes on. I love to see these words which reflect your intentions for the year ahead um, as we go into 2022. Like I said, my own was shift um, and what was the other one? Oh, yeah. And Ella, of course, had survive. Tom Rogers also said survive, <laughs> but he he just not in not in so few words, which perhaps is is appropriate for Tom. <laughs> he often likes to go on, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> let's have a little look the year ahead. Yes. So let, keep those coming in as we go. Now, also, funnily, that question came up with a friend, a really, really good friend of ours, special friend of ours, um, who we managed to spend New Year with. And so we often put these questions towards each other. And because of a workplace that we worked together at over in the States many, many years ago, what they had in that workplace, it was a summer camp in America where we worked together. And every night when the kids were going to sleep, you'd have this process, which was like, so you'd ask the kids a question and then you'd devote time to listening to each of the kids' answers. And you could answer yourself and share your own answers. Little thoughts like what would be your word? You know, another day you might say, if you could have any superpower, what be a superpower? And then everyone would take turns to answer. Or if you could sit down with three people and have a meal with them, who would be your three people? And you'd sit down and you'd take turns to answer. I love things like that. And I was thinking when I return in summer or September, um, I think I'm going to make that a, a, a weekly segment where I'm going to put out the question like those, you know, what's your word for the year or who would you have a meal with or, you know, whatever. The, we call, call them devotions questions in our little place where we worked in our summer camp. Um, but I'm thinking when I return, that's going to be a new weekly segment, um, perhaps to replace Graham's shame. But I have a feeling as I'm going away for a few weeks, I'm probably going to come back loaded full of new Graham shames and um, where I dropped the ball multiple times in the house move and having a newborn and changing job. <laughs> There's a lot of opportunities there, I feel, for Graham Shames to come up. And on that note, it's time for... Graham Shame. Yes, it's time for Graham Shame. Graham Shame is a segment on my weekly show where I tell you something I've done awful in my life so you can feel better about your life. And over the past year, if only I could recall all the different shames that I have shared, there have been many. There were the time um, we, a police helicopter was called out because me and a friend were having a trip down memory lane. There was a time I put my hand in a blender accidentally um, because it hadn't quite stopped and had to go to A&E. That was on Christmas Eve um, of 2020. So that was in the middle of a pandemic. Not very good. Um, and there are, there's a whole ton. I, I forget. I remember there's a time I had to, me and some friends had to share a tent. We slept in a tent together and essentially had to spoon each other for warmth um, to survive while camping in January as students. Many, many silly things I have done in my life. Um, and this is just one more to add this week. Um, so like I said, last year, Christmas Eve, put my hand in a blender. It, I'd taken, it, it had stopped. The blender had stopped, but it was slowing down. The rotor was slowing and I thought it had stopped. So I put my hand in to get breadcrumbs out and alas, it had not stopped. And it then took off pretty much the tips of three fingers. <laughs> they weren't gone, but they were very, very not nice. So anyway, that I've been kind of, you know, I, I'm regularly ribbed for that incident and people telling me about blenders and stick blenders and, you know, not getting my fingers cut off. And then on the day before going back to school this week, so on Monday, um, you know, we had an inset on Tuesday and the kids were in on Wednesday. On Monday, 
Um, I was doing the washing up. I was very tired. I was kind of running around doing a bunch of stuff. I was doing the washing up with these glasses, um, very, very thin glass glasses there, these lovely ones, keep drinks warm, and uh, pinged it off the glass, and it shattered in my hand and trimmed the end of the same three fingers, <laughs> the same three. So the three fingers that I blended last week, last year, um, now on the same Christmas holiday, same part of the same fingers sliced through again. Um, and I'm looking at my hand now, and it's just about in its healing phase, but I've been going all week with makeshift bandages and plasters and, you know, kids in class ask me what I've done. Um, I don't know why the tips of my hands seem to be so doomed, but it seems to be now a yearly event where I just like deeply wound the ends of my fingers. So it's only a little Graham Shane, but it's, it, and it wouldn't really even make the cut if it wasn't for, oh, no pun intended. Um, it wouldn't really make the cut if it wasn't for the fact that it's now a repeated offence. And now I will forever dread putting the end of my fingers near anything um, because I just think blades are going to come out and, and hurt me very much. So just a little one this week, kids. Graham Shane. Yes, Graham Shane may well take a back seat and then in future weeks we will have, in future weeks as in when I return, we will instead have the devotions question or whatever, maybe I'll have a new term for it, we can call it Graham's quiz or something. We'll come up with something, but um, it'll be a weekly question for you guys to get involved in. This week's question is about your word for the year ahead. If you don't mind me sharing, Helen, I know that her word was learn for the year ahead, to learn, to take on new areas of learning and embrace new ideas. I love that as a new word. Beatrice has shared consistency is her word for the year ahead. Miss H has shared, oh, it's just scrolled out of view there. Hold on. Miss H has shared balance as a wonderful word for the year ahead. And Tom Rogers failed the assignment by saying stay alive, which is, of course, two words which I'm translating to survive instead, um, which is Ella's word also. I think Tom was just trying so hard to keep it original. I just think he didn't want to conform to Ella's already established wonderful word. Um, sorry, Tom. Sorry, but I'm just going to call you out on that one. Um, we are heading up to the hour of 12. We're heading into your Sunday afternoons, um, if you're in the UK or this part of the world. If not, you're heading close to some hour somewhere. Um, and I hope you're all doing great. I hope you're all doing great on this Sunday afternoon. I hope you're winding down and enjoying some of your weekend. I hope you're not working too much this weekend. I know that with the many staff absences in the world at the moment, schools are struggling and many of you are probably looking at working through your weekend where you wouldn't usually. And so, you know, I, I offer my condolences and heartfelt sympathies as many of us are working, myself included. I'm looking at doing, putting some work on Google Classroom and getting lessons up where I wouldn't usually, but so is the nature of the time. And on that note, where this is my last show for a while, because I'm heading off on for paternity leave, for moving days, for all kinds of stuff coming into life over the next few months, I'm asking you about absences in your school and leave in your school. Perhaps you've had a maternity leave experience or a paternity leave experience where you've been asked, to plan for the cover teacher um, and you've been or you've been called in or perhaps you've been contacted during the middle of your maternity or paternity leave to pick up some slack for some work or to cover some work for others. Perhaps you had a moving day and yet, um, you know, it's ended up being more work 
than needed. A moving day, just so you know, a lot of people don't know that this exists, but everybody, at least in the UK, is entitled to a single full day off if you're moving house, whether it's into a flat, to a house, to wherever you're going. If you're moving location from one place to another, you are entitled to one moving day per year. So don't forget that if you're moving house, don't be a hero. I know what teachers are like. I know how we like to um, sacrifice all of the little bonuses in life. But if you're moving, you have a moving day. You deserve it. Take that moving day. And, um, you know, because moving is a big job. It's stressful. And, uh, you know, don't just time it for your weekend or for a time when it can blend in with other things. Take your moving day. Um, But I wonder, how would your school treat that moving day? Would you have to plan for the cover Would you end up doing more work trying to plan for a moving day and therefore you wouldn't take a moving day because it's more work than it would be if you were just in class teaching? I wonder, because there are all those kind of little sciences that come into things like absences and days off. And, um, you know, currently where a lot of teachers are off with COVID, a lot of people testing positive. In my own school, most year groups are now half. Um, One teacher is off and one teacher is in. where that's happening, many teachers who are off testing positive with COVID are still communicating with schools, still planning, still coordinating plans. Um, And to me, that seems odd. I think if I tested positive, and I may well soon, I haven't yet, I've somehow managed to get this far in the year without testing positive. But I can't help but feel like I would kind of just want to switch off. I'd kind of just want to go, okay, you know, you'll have to deal with that now. I'm at home, I'm tested positive, I'm ill, essentially, with this virus. So I'm going to rest. And you know, off you go to school. But I think that many people might frown upon that and it might be criticised that I would take a hands-off approach. So I'm asking you guys, what do you think is the right move when there is so much absence at this point and there's so much strain and pressure? Is it about covering teachers or is it about schools thinking differently? Maybe you work in a school that has thought differently and you are adapting to cover and to deal with lack of staff in different ways. Maybe you're putting classes together. Maybe you're taking it easy and taking some movie afternoons or some extra PE slots for, you know, extra miles around the playground or whichever. Um, Coming up with new ways to cover a lack of staff. As far as I can see in a lot of people's experiences, there's a lot of people basically acting like it's not, you know, they're trying to just carry on like normal. They're trying to plan lessons like normal, have the learning continue as normal. But that is a lot. That is a lot to ask of staff and, you know, teachers and kids too, um, when they don't have their regular teachers in. So I wonder how you cope and I ask you guys how you're all getting on. We've just come up to the hour of 12. So I'm going to take a break with ads and news and Steve Woods on his two minute tech, although I'm sure he pushes that two minute limit. I'm reckoning I reckon he's going two minutes fifty nine at this point. But um let's see, Khalil's in the comments. He's just said he's currently off with COVID. Actually, that's a really good example, Khalil. I, I'd forgotten you said yesterday um that you've tested positive. Sorry to hear that, my good man. Um you said, I fortunately feel pretty normal, so I've chosen to work from home rather than take a hands-off sick leave. Uh, that is exactly the the experience of my co-teacher, not co-teacher, my year group partner um, in a primary school setting. Um, she's off. She's not feeling terrible, though, so she is still doing lots and lots from home. Um, Khalil says, but I've refused to work more than I would have done at school. Yeah, good point. Um, E.g., i.e., I play PS4 during lesson time. (laughs) So you should. So you should. If you're covering all your bases and you're making sure resources are where they need to be, 
then absolutely, you know, don't feel bad about that. You've got to take the perks where you can. Take the perks where you can. I, I wouldn't feel bad about that at all. But yes, a lot of people are working from home. And if they're having COVID but aren't kind of down with COVID, they are then working from home. And of course, that seems pretty fair and pretty normal. Um, but I wonder what your views are on it, whether we should actually be more so allowing teachers to simply take that time and uh, pick up slack in different ways. A question. That's a question to you guys. Here's a break. Um, ads, news, and two-minute tech with Steve Woods. Speed talking for, I'm sure, more than two minutes. And then we'll be back to wrap up this final show after that. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk. Teachers Talk Radio is delighted to support Winston's Wish, the UK's childhood bereavement charity. Winston's Wish supports children and their families after the death of a parent or sibling. They provide emotional and practical bereavement support. Expert teams also provide online resources, specialist publications and training for professionals. Find out more about Winston's Wish and pledge your support at www.winstonswish.org. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. Following extensive research into the importance of the early years, Oxford University has involved nearly 4,000 children from across the UK in three specially developed science lessons. The aim of the lessons is to educate pupils about brain development during early childhood. The SCENE project, Secondary Education Around Early Neurodevelopment, is part of a drive to increase public understanding of how early experiences can shape the adults we become. Dr Elizabeth Rapper, Senior Scientist at University of Oxford, comments on the university website, in the same way that we teach children about the risks of smoking or poor diet, Children also need to know about why experiences in our early childhood years are so important for later health. Just one in four adults recognise the importance of the first five years of life for providing lifelong health and happiness. The lessons taught the neuroscience of brain development and what that means in terms of how a child grows and develops, as well as focusing on specifics such as how a caregiver should speak to a baby to promote their language development. Schools in some regions are once again facing closure, although this time it's the weather rather than the pandemic that is to blame. ITV News reports that snow and ice led to the full or partial closure of schools across Yorkshire. The closures were largely due to staffing issues as many staff struggled to get into school after yellow weather warnings for snow and ice were issued. The cold weather also prompted an article in the Metro focusing on the temperature inside schools as many try to increase ventilation to mitigate the transmission of coronavirus. The article reminds readers that there is no minimum temperature recommended for schools in current legislation, 
but that schools should follow all health and safety guidance to ensure pupils and staff are kept safe. On the official government website, .gov.uk, the Education Hub features a story from University's Minister Michelle Donnellan. The piece, entitled What I Wish I Knew About Uni Before I Started, offers the Minister's top tips around topics such as UCAS deadlines, maintaining your mental health during both the application process and starting a course, and advice about funding and the Turing scheme, which replaced the Erasmus scheme. The website also includes a link to the video recording of the interview. In further higher education news, the Nigerian Tribune reports on a regional conference which is investigating the impact of private universities on public universities in Africa. The event was held at Babcock University and has the support of the University of Texas at Austin and the Carnegie Corporation of New York. Professor Toyin Falola, conference leader, stated, We are studying five countries, Ghana, Nigeria, Uganda, Kenya and South Africa. The conference aims to focus on developing the knowledge economy and how it can be improved. The project intends to assess the performance of private universities and understand the impact they are having on public universities in driving up standards, increasing student recruitment and improving the range of courses on offer in all institutions. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Happy New Year! This is the first in a short series on the New Year's resolution a lot of us make and the effect tech can have on it. Can technology really help us get fit and healthy? According to the Fitness Industry Association, around 80% of people who sign up to a gym in January stop going in February. Can technology provide a free alternative? Now before I start I need to throw down a disclaimer here. I am assuming you already have a mobile device that is capable of running apps, therefore the cost of the device is written off, and I take no responsibility for any pain, both physical and or mental that you will inflict on yourself. You are responsible for your own scaling and moderation. That being said, there are thousands of free fitness apps out there. The first barrier for teachers is time. School Week have reported one in four teachers working over 60 hours a week, so in a 12-hour day, where do you fit a workout in? If the gym's out of the question, what are the other alternatives that are time flexible? Let's start with some totally free options. YouTube is full of fitness videos and challenges from sit-ups and press-ups to squats and chin-ups. A more extreme example is Athlean X. This channel is dedicated to workouts with pro trainer Jeff Cavalier. Some claim it to make a difference in just seven minutes a day. This may seem crazy, but seven minutes is a lot more than nothing and adds up to more than three quarters of an hour per week. If you're more of a social media motivated person, how about one of the many fitness tracking apps for walking, running or cycling? Most have a free basic package and in-app purchases for additional features. If I use Strava as an example, a free basic package allows you to track your exercise, join friends, set challenges and meet people around the globe with similar interests. My only word of warning would be to ensure you consider your profile settings to keep yourself safe. Hiding the start and end of a walk, run or ride for example, will stop your home being shown on a map. For most people pushed for time, this will be where you start and end your exercise. Also, if you exercise regularly at the same time, this could be showing the world where you're likely to be or when your house is empty. For those who want to start softly and just be a bit more active, a less intensive option may be having a step counting app. Again, there are lots of different apps out there. My example is Sweatcoin, a free app that allows you to earn Sweatcoins, a form of digital currency that can be traded in the Sweatcoin store for discount codes, vouchers, and even given to good causes. This is a simple app and can run in the background, so you don't even need to remember to switch it on. Finally, calorie counter apps are a great way to look at what is actually going on in your body in the first place. On apps like MyFitnessPal, you can log your weight, calorie consumption, calorie output and also have the ability to sync this with other fitness apps so you don't need to log your exercise twice. 
As long as you're honest and log all of those glasses of Prosecco, not just the first, you're rewarded with detailed feedback on not only your calorie intake and output, but where those calories came from. Whatever you choose to do for the new you in the new year, why not do a bit of looking around and see what you can pick up for free first? I'll leave you with one of my favourite sayings, anyone can do nothing. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2021 Twitter feed. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. That is a useful and high quality two minute tech there from Steve Woods. He crams a lot in. I'm not convinced it's two minutes. I'm not. I'm going to have to get my timer out on that one. I think, but um, but it is great. The the information you get from it and the you know he knows his stuff, doesn't he? So thank you, Steve Woods, for that. Um, and thank you also for our news readers and all of that wonderful, interesting stuff that we get um, at regular intervals here on Teachers Talk Radio. Today, we are heading in towards the end of this show. Now, 19 minutes left, 18 minutes left on the air for me um, until I head off for a little bit of a break. And then we'll be back in the summer or in September to get back to Teachers Talk Radio and our lovely Sunday chats that I always look forward to. Today, I'm talking about, as I head for some time off, I'm talking to you guys about how you're seeing your time off. How's your experience been with maternity leave or paternity leave, moving days or sick leave? Um, have you needed to work through those sometimes? Have you found that challenging or are you quite happy to? Do you see it's part of the job and standard or do you sometimes resent needing to organise cover or um, not organise them, but, you know, manage cover for time that you're away? I certainly have sometimes when the thing is, maybe it's in our nature as teachers. I often find I do too much organising for cover while I'm uh, while I'm you know, planning to be away. And I write all these notes and all this information about different kids in the class. And most of it probably gets ignored. But to assume that and to not do all the notes then feels like you're being a bit negligent or you're being a little bit um, thoughtless and you could, you know, I guess you want to cover your back in certain ways. But should we be doing all that extra work just to cover our back? And um, what's your experience with leave and time? Have you had good experience with it? Have you? Are you in a workplace where when you have time off, they simply say, go, we'll manage it. Don't worry about it. Or have you found yourself often working from home or working extra late before having a day off because you need to cover the day ahead? I always think myself as a teacher, if I'm covering another class, I don't feel like, you know, even to do a good job and to teach them well and to, you know, get all your kind of core points out. I feel I don't need tons of notes and resources and every little bit of a lesson. Really, you know, for a lesson that's going to take me an hour, maybe a little bit more than an hour. Give me the intention, your main resource, and a lot of, you know, as long as I have some knowledge of where I'm going and from there, I can one, find my own resources and make my own lesson of it, and two, kind of find my way through it just as a teacher who understands, you know, general, if you're teaching maths or English, for example, a lot of it, um, there are patterns, there are there's knowledge you can lean on from other year groups, um, no matter who you're covering. So it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. I ask you guys, what's your experience of leave and how has it been for you? Another question that I'm asking throughout this show is we've looked at the year previous and the year that's coming up. I'm asking your what's your intention for the year ahead? As I look for quite a big old year coming up for me this time in years, I'm going to be in a very, very different spot with 
two little boys running around and working a different job and living in a different house. I'm asking, what's your intention for the year ahead? What do you hope to gain from the year? And I wonder what energy you're bringing to the year ahead as you head into a new year. I'm not a big one for new year, new me, new changes. You know, if I want to make a change, I'll make it on the day I decide I think that change is needed. But with that said, I have found in recent years, I can't help but find, feel a bit of a new energy sometimes when it's a new year. I don't know if it's just one of these social, it's a bit contagious socially, but I always find myself in January feeling a little bit like dusting off some cobwebs and maybe getting back to some things I've forgotten about. And even like I've got myself a new laptop this January so I can get back to doing some writing that I was doing before. And I, I'm back on my language learning that I've t- t- that I haven't done for a while. Um, and like I say, I didn't mean to do that in the new year, but I just find myself sometimes embracing um, refresh refreshments and things like that in the new year. So what's your energy? What are you bringing to the new year? Khalil, I wonder if you're still in the room. What's your energy you're bringing? Tim is in the room here. What's your intention for the year? What energy are you bringing to the year ahead? I wonder, I wonder. Um, thank you for all the contributions so far. I've had a couple of people talking about surviving being their intentional word for the year ahead. Some people talk about consistency and balance. All of those seem so appropriate and reflective of the current state of teaching. And I don't know how I feel about it, that we would all be, um, you know, when, when surviving and consistency and balance are kind of at the forefront of our minds and maybe things that we're struggling with or we have struggled with in the past. Um, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting data to reflect on. Khalil says, just good vibes and remembering what really matters. Well, Khalil, you need to summarize that into one word for me because <laughs> I guess vibes, vibe, good, positive. No, you can't say positive. Something, something. Um, what's the word? Toxic positivity, isn't it? Um, remember what really matters. Prioritizing, maybe. Prioritizing. Maybe prioritizing, Khalil. I could give you that word if you like. Um, but yeah, I don't know why I'm so OCD about it being one word. I just couldn't help but call Tom Rogers out with his stay alive. Do stay alive, Tom Rogers. We need you. We need you. We value you. Um, yes, I wonder what changes you have on the year coming up as well. What's your year looking like? Um, feel free to interact with Teachers Talk Radio. It is a live and interactive platform for teachers and anyone who can listen um, on the Podbean app. If you want to drop a comment, get onto the Podbean app. You can drop comments live to which I can respond. And if you really want to talk to me in the room, perhaps you want to talk about your word, your intention, or what your year is looking like, you can hit the round grey icon on the Podbean app and speak live on the air. And that would be great to hear from you guys. Um, Oh, Tim's in with a word, with his word for the year. Fitness is his word. Started running regularly at the end of November, just before turning 50. Want to keep up what I've started. Wow, that's an interesting one. Yes, a big and you know, big mountain to climb, both metaphorically and perhaps literally as well, um, starting running um, just before turning 50. So yeah, managing your health in that sense. I did see, Tim, um, it looks like you've had some lovely family gatherings and kind of you've been looking back over time to when your guys were young and when where they are now. And uh, yeah, fitness is a lovely thing to stay on top of um, and keep that healthy kind of, you know, movement going forward. I know you're a super healthy guy. I think currently now you're walking on the moors. Um, so I, I'm sure you don't have anything to worry about, but I think it's a nice word for the year ahead and a good one. I always think when I was having this conversation in New Year about what our word was, there's something about having a single word and that I have come back to it in my mind lots. 
since um, since deciding on what my word was, there's something effective about just having a single word, keeping it simple, means I won't forget it. I won't go away and it'll kind of blur in with all the other noise of life. I do find myself often coming back and, oh, yeah, shift. Yeah, I want to keep um, that shift kind of positive and keep shifting in the right direction. That was my word, by the way. Shift is my word for the year ahead. Seema has dropped in recovery. That's interesting. And of course, could work on so many levels. She says from an injury, not an addiction. But of course, recovery could work in, you know, it doesn't need to be a literal recovery, although there is that. That is, of course, looks like it's a big one in your life at the moment, Seema. But um, maybe a recovery in, in another sense, in terms of from work and from all kinds of stresses of life. Who knows? But a nice word, recovery. So think about some of these words we've had today recovery survival fitness consistency balance shift learning all pretty nice um they're all good steps in the right direction we have a call coming in let's see um it's a call from beatrice let's see if she's in the room can you hear me beatrice are you here are you live oh hello beatrice can you hear me says she's a speaker but I'm seeing nothing on the screen. Nope. All right. It looks like we've lost you, um, Beatrice. Sorry to say that. If you do want to call in, please do. I'd love to hear from you. And um, we're throwing in the last bits of conversation as we head in towards the end of this show. We've reflected on the year that's passed, largely on Teachers Talk Radio, on the year that's passed, of course, because it's been a wild year. Teachers Talk Radio started. It grew. It changed. Um, we raised money. On for twenty on a twenty four hour marathon, we've been mentioned on BBC News. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. We've had a ton of hosts, ton of interesting and eclectic different things uh, going on on um, Teachers Talk Radio, and here we move into twenty twenty two with the unknown ahead of us. Isn't that always interesting? The unknown blankness of a year ahead. Anything could happen in the next twelve months. And um, let's see. Tim says he's been out for two hours. 20 meters back to the car he's keeping that see is that fitness he's keeping that word that intention and i bet you'll come back to it now that you've summed it up to that single word tim i bet you'll you'll find yourself every other week thinking fitness i've got to come back to that word keep it going through the year and i hope you do too um yeah shift for me shift i have to say one of my one of my little things that i i've been trying to learn japanese over some years but i always do it at the start of the year and then don't keep it up I did for a while last year was pretty good because it was there was a lockdown period. I definitely had it going for like, it was over 100 days. I think I was getting close to 200. It was about 190 something. Maybe I got a little bit over 200 and then it went. But I really want to keep it going now. I really want to keep that learning going. And, you know, again, that's one of those intentions for the year ahead. Not let it drop. Language learning is so much easier now where we have apps and, uh, you know, things we can do in little couple of minutes here and there. You don't always need to you know, CD-ROMs and lessons that you attend in buildings far away or anything like that. You know, these goals are much more achievable these days. So that's one of my hopes for the year ahead. But my word, my word was shift. Other words of listeners today has been recovery, survival, consistency, balance, learn, and others. Others, I'm sure that on fitness, of course, um, and other ones that have crept in as the show has gone on. But I'm loving hearing those. I'm loving hearing your words um, for the year ahead. No, I wonder what your word is as well. But no, great to have great to have those all here. And we are heading towards the end of the show. We have about eight minutes left on the air. And then I'll be saying bye to you all until summer, until summer or September. We'll see. Thing is, the reason I say summer or September is because in the previous year, I really loved the summer shows. There was something about the summer where you could just enjoy it a little bit. You could, I felt like there was a little bit, I went easy. You know, I, I did a couple ones on movies that had teachers in them. 
Um, we did Hogwarts versus Xavier's School for the Gifted, which was fun. Um, we talked about school trips gone wrong. It was a laugh. It was a laugh. And so, um, so I'm thinking I might come back in in the summer and have some of those fun shows come back um, before I get into the into the regularity of September onwards. But I don't even know that I will come back to the regular regularity of September because I don't know what job I'm going to be doing at that point. We'll see. But I look forward to catching up with you all when I'm back on the airways at that time and um, and see see where we're all at, see where we're all at. Check in. Mal CPD has just checked in. Good to have you in the room, Mal. Love to have you here. I'll tell you what, Mal, I'm going to put a question to you straight away as you're here. Been asking all the listeners today what our um, word, what a word might be for your year ahead. A word to summarize your intention or your energy for the year ahead. Um, you might see in the comments some of the words that people have chosen. Seema had recovery. Tim had fitness. There was the word balance from somebody else. Um, there was consistency from Beatrice. My own word is shift. Um, there was learning and there was survive, of course, from Ella and Tom Rogers was survive. And Khalil had a whole, he wrote more than the word, which, you know, is stressful for me to recall. But um, let me think, what do we summarize up to? Prioritizing, maybe, Khalil, if you will authorize that. And um, I could summarize it in prioritizing. I misheard your word, G. Shift, shift with a very clear, yes, pronunciation there. I will try and make sure. I don't, I don't, you know, um, what can I say? I don't spoil the end of my, my first run here on Teach Talk Radio. Tell you what, this is, I think my 38th show. I'm kind of sad I didn't make it to 50 or 52 would have been nice. You know, have a solid year of shows in the bag. Um, if you, if you miss me over the next few weeks, guys, you know, just listen back. Teachers Talk Radio, you can always listen back to my dulcet tones. Um, but yes, Mal, your, your word, <laughs> keep it appropriate. Let me know what your word is when you, it's a hard one though, because you want to get a good word in there. Um, prioritizing Khalil authorizes prioritizing to be his word. Um, yes. So what would be your word for the year ahead? And then you got to stand by it. You know, you almost want to frame it and have it on your wall somewhere and go, right. That's my energy. Keeping it going for the year. Mal is rocket. Rocket. Love it. And my little boy would love that because he loves a rocket. He loves a countdown and a liftoff and he loves the moon. So all of that rocket. Interesting word, Mal. Um, I, I wonder, there's, don't even tell me anymore. I like the mystery of it. Is it because you want to put a rocket up yourself, to, you know, to, to do new things and to make new, or is it that you actually want to go to the moon? Maybe you've, you found yourself um, falling into billions of pounds and you're thinking you're going to race Elon and Bezos um, to the moon. And if that is the case, good luck to you, Mal. I, I hope, I, I wish you every, every wonder in that weird twist of the last year where the billionaires have done the space race rather than just helping the planet that they've lived on for the last 40 or 50 years of their life. Um, <laughs> Khalil says Mal wants to put what up where. I mean, I don't know how to put it in a phrase that's more appropriate. You know, you say, sometimes I say to kids in my class, say, you want to get, you know, put a rocket, <laughs> put a rocket up you, you know, get your work done. <laughs> I don't know what phrasing I use, but it's not inappropriate. Um, it always sounds fine when I say it in class. And now I'm live on the radio on a Sunday afternoon. It sounds entirely inappropriate. And I don't know why that is. But um, I'm assuming that's what Mal means, you know, get the stuff done. Um, but maybe she's talking about putting a rocket up other people. You know, maybe she wants to put a rocket up 
you know people who she's working with or or other halves or who knows maybe but she's moved to spain recently mal has so that's another massive thing of the year past massive moves and then you know and of course i've moved coming up as well so it sounds worse khalil says i know i'm not i'm not helping myself you know how elegant i am with words on here and mal got married of course of course big year i wonder what word you would have had last year mal if you at the start of 2021 looking forward with all the hopes and aspirations of what was to come um what would have been your word so 2021 was ace mal says maybe ace would be your word um hopes who knows what what might be the word but that was a a good one i've no idea what my previous word would have been it was movement movement would have been that well you certainly did that in that year mal you had a lot of movement a lot of change and you did it like a boss so well done we are heading into um oh that didn't last movement was the word but that didn't last but you did move you moved across countries um mal you did some pretty wild moving uh, we're into the last two minutes guys last two minutes oh, i'm gonna be sad not to be here every week people i'm gonna be sad not to be on the airwaves chatting and laughing with you all having lovely interactions with you but i will only say i'll look forward to it more and more as i come back uh, as i head to coming back with the new voiceover space and everything in the new house i don't even know what that's going to look like will it be another padded room under the stairs or some kind of makeshift hole in the garage who knows who knows or a clothes cupboard with a microphone boshed in the middle of it who knows um let's see a couple of comments dropping in mal says i suppose the gods misunderstood the word movement ah she says you'll miss me i'll miss you too but with we're i will can stay in touch there's no nothing to be missed here only my my voice i guess i'll have to get in the habit of dropping voice notes um just kidding just kidding i know how much everyone loves a voice note seema says one-off special next week it's a bit soon after talking about um going away for a while i feel like coming back the following week would be a little bit uh disingenuous and then come back the week after that as well hey I'm su- maybe i'll just do a surprise return every single weekend <laughs> now, how would that work uh, it's a bit like when people retire you know when eminem retires from rapping and then he comes back a week later he's like i'm back lads time to celebrate i'm like uh pretty sure you dropped an album last week but um yeah that's what i could do on teacher talk radio who knows padded room yes padded i'm sure we will have a padded room whether that's to to hide from the chaos of life in our new in our new life or whether it'll be for recording who knows both maybe both anyway we are there we are in the last minute guys we're in the last minute it's been a pleasure and it will continue to be a pleasure as i will continue to check in with teacher talk radio and somehow fix my voice into ads and intros and bits and bobs so i'm not really going away but anyway the sunday brunch slot will be vacated for a time uh, until until summer or september where i hope to return with loads of new questions for you to answer um thank you guys so much for your words today they've been awesome words i've loved um recovery and balance and consistency and fitness and well what was mal's again what was mal's i'm just reading padded room on here um mal had a good one but i hold on hold on not movement we're not movement now that sounds worse rocket rocket love rocket that was... <laughs> thank you mal rocket was a good one rocket was... he sets the mind alight um both metaphorically and well actually just metaphorically it doesn't literally set my mind alight that would be bad for all involved um good all right well it's been it's been a pleasure guys it's been a pleasure i hope you all have a wonderful rest of your sunday and wonderful rest of your academic year and i'll check in with you all soon after for now it's goodbye from me and i look forward to speaking to you all in the summer or soon after bye guys 
You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio. Gotta have this. Gotta have one last one of these. There's there's no no phrase I could say at the end here to really make it, you know, sum it sum it sum it up. So have a good one. Speak to you all soon.